Today in the Orthodox Church, in addition to our own local celebration of Godparents, is also the commemoration of the Last Judgment. On Godparents Sunday, we usually have a lot of kids, and I always think, oh gosh, how are we going to talk about that? But I think that over the years, it's become more and more evident that it is appropriate to teach our children the truth. And the truth is that we are expected by God to live a certain way. And I think that it is not wrong or embarrassing or cruel to teach our children that as Orthodox Christians, from the time that we are baptized, we are responsible to live and to follow God in the way that He intended. It's interesting that yesterday was the first Saturday of the souls. We remembered those that have fallen asleep. And the Gospel reading yesterday, the Gospel reading today, surely makes one think about life and about death. It's easy to be awakened by the fact that life goes by quickly. I remember being little and our, the older people would tell us, and we'd be like, okay, yesterday felt like it was a year long. I'm sure it'll be fine. But the truth is that life does go by fast. And all the prayers and the hymns that we've been hearing are warning us to not be complacent, to not wait until we're sick or old to attempt to do good and to change. We are awakened to the fact that we are intended to make some decisions in life based on our soul rather than our mind or our heart or our logic even. Greek parents were really amazing motivators, not in the way that society would probably think. But we were, when we were little, if your family was anything like mine, our parents weren't very easily satisfied. In school, for example, you know, bees were, we'd be excited if we got a bee, and our parents weren't that excited. And Greek parents tend to want their kids to be straight-A students, and they want their kids to go to the best schools and to get the best jobs and have large salaries. And all of that success is great. But I think we need to start wanting to have the same expectations for our kids' souls. And I think that in the end, it'll make us much happier. A lot of the depression and anxiety and illness that's out there, I think, comes because... We are trying to fill a void with things that are temporary. We're not trying to fill the void within us with God. But we try to fill it with things that only satisfy us for a day or a month. Maybe if we're lucky, a little bit longer. So today on Judgment Sunday, we are called to remember and to think and to contemplate about our souls. Not in a dark way, not in a morbid way. In an authentic, real, orthodox way to be honest with ourselves, to look deep within ourselves, and to want to do better in this world for us, for our children. And finally, I will point out just one thing, something that here at St. George we talk about a lot. Over the last many years, this church always has done some outreach. In the last many years, that outreach has been magnified in ways that I don't think many of us imagined was possible. Giving much of our income as a parish 
to go out to the community, to the people that are in need. The bike program that I think is maybe the first at a, at a, at a church in the country where we collect people's bikes, people donate their old bikes, our young adults clean them, fix them, change the brakes, purchase a helmet and a lock, and they pass them out under the viaducts of the homeless. There's a lot happening, and I point that out because if you notice in the parable today that Christ said, he didn't say that the sheep, you know, you're familiar with this, right, in case you missed the gospel, he separates the sheep from the goats, the good, the righteous, and the not-so-righteous. And he didn't say when they said, basically, to, to show how he chose the sheep and the goat. He didn't choose them by how often they went to church. He didn't choose them by how well they fasted. He didn't choose them by how many metanias they did. He didn't choose them because they visited monasteries around the world. He chose them, his own words, not mine, because they fed and they gave drink and they visited people in prison and strangers were welcomed. And of course, this does not mean that we don't need to go to church or receive communion or fast. But it means that we definitely, at the very least, have to do the other thing. So I was thinking today, how can there be a church community? And we hear this all the time in Greek churches, by the way. Not just Greek churches, to be fair, in ethnic churches. That I visited this church. Somebody will say, oh, I went to this church. Not one person spoke to me. People looked at me, and I knew that they were thinking, what is she doing here? I've never seen her before. So how... How can we do what Christ asks us to do to visit straight, to welcome strangers if we don't even welcome strangers in our church? And of course, I will tell you that I'm speaking to the choir because this church is better at welcoming strangers than any Greek church I've seen in my life. But we can do better. Visit someone in prison. He didn't say the wrongly accused, the wrongly convicted. He said to visit, I was in prison and you visited me. I was hungry, you fed me, I was thirsty, I was sick, I was naked, you clothed me. Let's start with these things. Let's start heeding the words of Christ and the gospel, and then we can worry about becoming the best fasters, the best almsgivers, the best sacrament seekers, the best at the other things that are loftier in the spiritual life. I think the reason we struggle sometimes with things like fasting is because we don't do the basic things that we're called to do as Christians. How can we do the harder things if we're not even doing the basics? Having said that, today's the last day to eat meat, you know. Today.